the best thing a human being can do is to help another human being know more. He said the best thing. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you. I guess you hear that and you think that's a bit far-fetched. And mm. I think Charlie Mong Manga has a lot of far-fetched quotes, <laughs> you know, uh, such as his, uh, his personality. But Hello and welcome to Woke Finance, the podcast discussing all things finance and all things finance related. It's your boy Peter and I'm with my co-host, my bro, my guy. Jax, how are you today? Yes, 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 Peter. How's it going? Uh, we are shooting this in the month of December, the month, oh, the final month of the year. Uh, Christmas is around the corner. I'm looking forward to the presents. I'm looking forward to mm. my Christmas present from you. Come on, come on, come on. I don't know when that's going to happen or what year we're talking about, but listen, man, it's always good to look forward to things in life, man. That's really, really positive and encouraging to hear from you, my bro. Um, But definitely a massive shout out um, to you as well and to our listeners all over the world where you are. We really appreciate you. We see you, we recognize you, man. We appreciate your ongoing support. But Jax, as you mentioned, we are in December right now. We've just hit December. Last month, a few days ago, in November, there was some big news um, in the uh, personal finance business, investing world, um, or a big announcement. Um, I wouldn't say it was like a big surprise, but a bigger uh, announcement. Uh, Some sad news, some uh, will say. Um, And that was, of course, um, the legend himself, Charlie Munger, has passed away at age 99. Jax. Oh, initial thoughts, man. Yeah, I mean, um, I am a huge fan of of Charlie Munger. Um, For those that don't know who he is, um, of course, you can Google him, but he is essentially the right-hand man of uh, the famous Warren Buffett. And uh, Warren Buffett many times has said that Charlie Munger is uh, one of the main reasons why he has uh, become who he is, the successful investor that he is. And uh, Berkshire Hathaway, which is the business that they both run, would have never been uh, built and as successful without the likes of uh, Charlie Munger. I'm a huge fan. Of course, I'm a... I mean, death is always sad, um, but it is something that's not too much of a surprise because he was 99 years old. Uh, I I did wish that he reached 100. That would have been a decent milestone, I guess. Um, but yeah, it's 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 you know sad that he's passed away, but I think you know it's better for us to celebrate his life and to remember some of the things that he has taught us, including myself. Hmm, I love it, love it, I love that, and that's exactly what we're gonna do today. We are gonna um basically reflect on you know some of the things that you know we've learned um from uh Charlie Manka and reflect on some of the things he's actually said. Um, and maybe just highlight a couple of his top quotes we feel in our opinion and reflect on them as well um so yeah we we are gonna kick off by doing just that really um and I think you know we 
Charlie Munger's um, been around for a very long time. He's obviously lived a long, healthy life, age 99. And in those 99 years, he's been known for, for many uh, statements, uh, some which just hit you right in the gut. Um, and then somewhere you just think, oh, you know what? He's 100% right. I need to apply that um, right now. But Jax, we are going to be touching on um, a couple of um, his quotes, so to speak. And the first one uh, we've got highlighted here um, from Charlie Munger is, and this is the topic is around passion in profession. And what he had to say was, in the world of business, the people who are most successful are those who are doing what they love. Mm. Yeah, that's that's so interesting because you find that uh, many people, especially in today's age, I think, uh, start businesses purely for profits, uh, for profit maximization. Um, but what he's saying is, you know, start a business doing something that you actually love. And I think the reason that's so powerful um, is because business or entrepreneurship is extremely challenging. It's extremely challenging and you go through the business cycles, you go through periods where it can be very difficult, you go through periods where the business is not uh, generating enough uh, profit uh, for you to actually, you know, live off the, of the income that the business produces and it goes through adversity and if you're doing something that you don't absolutely enjoy and love, that's when uh, people end up quitting, right? It's common that most people will say the people that have succeeded in business are those that have had longevity, that have gone through the waves, have been around for a very long time. But that's easier done when you actually love what you're doing, um, especially if you're happy to do that thing during periods where you're you're not actually generating a, a revenue. It's a thing that allows you to get to get up early in the morning and to to leave late at night doing the thing that you absolutely love. So yeah, it really makes sense to me. And I, and I think Jack sometimes. Th- that passion that desire that you have um for you know the the you know the business um or what you're trying to do for 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 the business or through the business sorry sometimes that's actually all you have left in in you know when it comes to cycles of business sometimes businesses can be fairly successful but to get to that stage as you said it goes through cycles and in that cycle where you may feel the business isn't really doing much. You're not really getting much uptake. You don't feel like you're getting that support that you envisioned you will get, whether it's through, you know, uh, family members and friends, whoever. Um, And then more importantly, you're not even, you're not earning what you envisioned you'll be earning by that point. Sometimes the only thing you literally have left is that desire and passion for the cause um, that you're trying to address through your business. Yeah, and, and that could be the, the driving force to, to carry you through that period hmm. before it becomes successful. You know, yep. um, many, many successful business owners have said that, look, there were times where it was difficult, but I continued, I persevered, and I genuinely love what I'm doing. In fact, if I didn't earn a penny, I would probably still be doing what I'm doing now. Mm. Um, and that's actually a real testament to Charlie Munger's life, right? So mm. he died at the age of 99, he was still working. Mm. Right? There was no such thing as retirement for this man uh, because he genuinely loved uh, what he was doing. And, well, the numbers speak for itself. He was very successful in doing it. So his advice is actually something that we should take um, heed to. Very very important that we do business that we, we also enjoy. Um, I think that's really important. No, I love that. And we always talk about that. You're not the biggest fan of retirement in, in the straightforward sense of okay i reach a certain age my late 60s or whenever people choose to retire 
um, and then I just stopped working full stop. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of that. I think, um, you know, even when we talk about the FIRE movement, which stands for financial independence, retire early, what we like about, about that part of the of the journey is the FI part, which is mm. the financial independence. We're not so keen on the retirement early, early mm. part of that, that journey. Um, and essentially it's just being um, independent financially and being able to do things um, and use your time how you want to use it mm. without having to, uh, you know, rely on a wage for example so yeah we, we're, we're huge fans of, of we're huge fans of financial independence but yeah we, retirement is not necessarily something that i'm you know really excited about i, I want to work until god calls me back mm, and that work doesn't necessarily have to be what you're doing in your current whether you do a day job or whatever but you want to do something where you are giving some form of value basically Oh, absolutely. I don't want necessarily want to be jumping on the central line um, at the age of 99. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but those outside of the UK, <laughs> essential line is one of our tube networks, train tube networks. Um, That's so packed. Busy, packed <laughs> and hot all the time, even in dead winter. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But yes, um, I would definitely want to be adding some sort of value. Hey, yeah. but potentially work finance will still be going. Uh, that would be something that would be interesting to do purely in retirement. I love that. I love that. I love that. And a shout out to um some podcasts. Um, we can give a shout out to is it uh pension craft also, but yeah, a few podcasts where you know they are approaching that age or in the retirement and doing lovely work and giving value, man, because I definitely learn a lot from them. Oh yeah, pension craft is an amazing YouTube channel. I yeah. think he has got a podcast um that's called Many Happy Returns, which I, I listen to as well. Very good podcast. Bill, 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 definitely recommended there. Um, but this swiftly goes on to the next um quote that we've um actually um highlighted as well about giving value. And this is on the topic of sharing knowledge. And uh Charlie Margos uh, said about this: the best thing a human being can do is to help another human being know more. Mm. He said the <laughs> best thing. <Ooh. laughs> yeah. I mean, you, I guess you hear that and you think that's a bit far-fetched. And mm. I think Charlie Mungwanga has a lot of far-fetched quotes, <laughs> you know, as such as his uh, his personality. But um, I understand what he means. Um, I'm a man of faith. And um, in, in the Bible, it says, you know, God says, my people perish because of the lack of knowledge. Mm. And that statement can seem quite far-fetched, right? Look at the words, my people perish. Perish mm. is not a nice word. Perish due to the lack of knowledge so mm. actually when you marry that statement with what the bible says it makes sense mm. if we can help someone to know more you're helping them to not perish mm. right and so i really understand that and that's what we do here on the world finance podcast mm. right we, we help people know more when it comes to uh financial matters and personal finance and how to actually manage your money effectively and to use money to live a fulfilled life so yeah i, I understand it mm. And and again, like when when um people like us, us, um, and there's many of us around the world, thankfully, but when people like us that are trying to share knowledge in this particular area, which is obviously around personal finance, if when if we're not around and knowledge isn't being shared, then as you said, like that can lead to a lot. I mean, we know what could happen when people have a lack of uh knowledge in personal finance as well and their future as well. So no, I'm definitely 
in agreement um and it's such a blessing and a joy to help another human being um because guess what Jax? if we're all doing that sometimes we might think but he's helping me but however if we're all doing that eventually someone is going to help you absolutely absolutely you know the statement goes uh you know don't just give a man a fish but teach him how to fish Mm. that that teaching part is all about giving uh someone the knowledge the know-how so that they can do it for themselves and i think you know uh we talk about uh things like economic policy from governments and central banks really trying to uh save the economy and sometimes save people more times Mm -hmm. it's actually to save people actually i think you know one of those policies could be financial education Hmm. Right, because if people knew more, they'd be able to manage their money much better, and then they will be less dependent and reliant on the government to come and save them. Mm. So, um, yeah, I think that's something that the government probably needs needs to uh, understand. Hmm. That you know, one of the best things you can do is is help another human being actually know more. And as we know more, we can do more, and as we can do more, we can actually become a bit more independent um, with, with the way we carry ourselves. Hmm. No, I love that. I love that. I love that, man. Mr. Manga, man, so much, so much knowledge. Um, Jazz, before we go to our next quote, just going to give a shout out to where we're getting uh, listeners from. Um, and this area is an area called Lambare, which is a city in Paraguay. Oh, nice. Okay. Well, Paraguay is an amazing footballing nation. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've watched a few of their games, um, but I've never actually heard of the city before. We are always expanding our knowledge when it comes to uh, countries and cities in, uh, all around the world where we get new listeners. Welcome to the Walk Funders podcast. You are here with myself, Jax, and the co-host, Peter. On this podcast, we talk about all things finance and all things finance related. If you want to know more about what we do, because Walk Finance is much more than just a podcast, we serve in a community. Head over to www.walkfinance.co.uk. That's www walkfinance.co.uk and make sure you sign up to our mailing list so you are kept to date with everything that we are doing our newsletter went out just last month and we we look forward to providing you guys with all the details of the things that we are doing if you want to uh, engage with us on our socials we are predominantly on instagram and linkedin on instagram that will be at walk finance team again that's at walk finance team and if you want to find us on LinkedIn, just search for Walk Finance. You are sure to find us. But I hope you are enjoying this episode and all the other episodes and gaining tons of value. Come on, come on, come on. A shout out to our listeners over there in Paraguay, um, Lambare. Um, and then a shout out to our listeners all over the world. Jazz, we've got a final quote here. And before, um, and then we've got a, a bonus one, which is a bonus saying of Charlie Munger that we've always <laughs> loved. We chuckle, but we really do love and believe in um, and also um, continue to attempt uh, as well. But um, the next quote is around lifelong learning. And I believe this is one of the reasons why he was able to live up to age 99 yeah that is a long one but um and just on that Jax it's not like he lived to age 99 and he was you know um but he wasn't moving or anything like he wasn't talking no this guy was on camera talking on at least once or twice a year we would see him very articulate and clear as well so it wasn't like a a struggle if you you get what I'm saying so he actually lived to 99 he didn't like struggle to get there yeah, what is the saying that, you know, uh, everybody dies, but not everybody lives, right? Exactly, um, exactly. Now, but he was still very active. 
yeah um doing things and actually i listened to one of his um his interviews i think it was on cnbc not long ago uh where he was sharing knowledge so yeah he mm. definitely definitely lived and you know as 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 the saying goes you know be a lifelong uh, learner he says develop into a lifelong self learner through uh, a ferocious reading um and cultivating curiosity and strive to become a little wiser every day mm. so yeah i think i think it's actually very tied down to the other quote you just quoted mm. about, you know, sharing knowledge. You can see that for, for him, knowledge, whether it's sharing it or acquiring it, is extremely important for him. Um, and, I, and I guess that's why he was able to, uh, you know, remain very, like, intellectual <laughs> mm. even towards the, the end of his life and still be very uh, able to, to communicate his ideas and stuff like that. So, yeah, it, it really makes a lot of sense to me. And you say cultivate curiosity. When we're reading, we're trying to, we're not just reading for the sake of reading, but we want to learn more. We want to become curious about the topic that we're learning about. And he says, strive to become just a little, he never said a lot, but just a little wiser every day. And when you are reading, that's exactly what's happening. Even if you don't believe it or feel it, but that's exactly what's happening. You're gaining that bit by bit knowledge. And um, Jax, right now, these days, how do you go about doing that? Just gaining that bit by bit knowledge on a regular basis if not hopefully every day yeah so i'm i'm a i'm a lifelong reader i like i like mm. to read I, I consistently read books um historically i prefer the hardbacks or mm. sorry the hard copies mm. so i like to have an actual book in my hand i like to make notes in the book i like to i like the smell of a new book yeah <laughs> right. um as time has gone by and life has become even more busier i've also uh you know, gained knowledge or read books or listened to books through Audible. So I listen to a lot of books um, online where I, you know, I pay for a service, which is every, every, every month. And I get to download books, right? I download the books and I get to listen to them. And I think that's very effective. Uh, you know, you, I get through more books that way. Um, what I would say is um, because you're not sitting there reading it and annotating it, what I also do, Peter, is that often li- I often listen to books more than once. Mm. Um, and even though I, I actually think people should read books more than once, I think every time you you read a book a second time, you get a new revelation, right? Yeah. yeah. So, so I think that's definitely true. But especially with Audible, that's something that I do. And um, I'm also signed up to a lot of different YouTube channels. Mm. And I'm also a listener of podcasts as well. So for me, there's not one day that goes by where I'm not spending at least half an hour to an hour to an, to an hour listening to a podcast around uh, different areas, whether it's health, whether it's finance, whether it's relationships, whether it's uh, politics, something that gives me knowledge. But also, I'm a man of faith. Mm. I'm a man of faith. So every morning, um, I do my morning devotional and I read what I believe is the most knowledgeable book that exists, which is the Bible. Um, and that allows me to become a little bit more wiser um, every single day. Hmm. I love that. I love that. And when when you're just sharing in terms of even reading over things uh, twice at the least, um, I remember when I was early twenties. I want to say twenty one, twenty two. I read um, 
Peter Lynch, is it Learn to Earn? I believe it's called. Um, is it? Ah, uh, but anyway, Ooh, yeah, that was that was one yeah. of my, my first books as well. Um, yeah, that's a great I, book. <laughs> and I remember when I was reading at that time, it was only just for me to say, you know, I've read a business book. I think it was probably one of maybe after Rich Dad Poor Dad, but it was one of like the first two, three so-called business or finance books mm. um that I've read. And I remember not understanding anything. I'm not gonna lie to you, I probably understood maybe about five percent of it, but like lo and behold probably like five six years later or probably a little longer I revisited it um and I was like okay this bit it was like how did I not understand this that many years ago but I get it now but it was like okay it's, it's straightforward it's um it's such a great book but um yeah it's so straightforward but no you're so right and I started to understand a bit more and understand what I was actually reading and became even more curious about what I was reading. So yeah, man, learning is so important and it keeps the brain sharp. So you could be 60, 70 years old and you're learning, but your mind is so sharp. It's operating as if you're 30 or 40. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's interesting you mentioned uh, that learn to earn book because actually last week I told one of my mentees to go and watch the YouTube uh, uh, video version which is like a, which is like an audible version but it's on youtube um and it's so fascinating it's true that when you listen to something back because of the compounding nature of knowledge as well mm. you actually understand things better and it's and you're able to contextualize it better as well mm. and i think so even some of the books that you might have read earlier whether it's rich dad or poor dad you know rich dad poor dad i read that probably when i was about my early 20s as well mm. and some of the things did go over my head Mm. now fast forward a decade later um after i i've actually worked in the industry of finance and i understand things like financial statement analysis i really understand what he means by assets and liabilities yeah yeah right? yeah <laughs> and and how from a, even from a business perspective it's really important you know good quality businesses have great assets and mm. minimal liabilities for example and that's how we need to manage our our personal finances and it's so mm. interesting that it's like when when we read the book, it was like you thought Robert Kiyosaki had, you know, discovered something magical. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, but actually, it's very intuitive. It's actually very practical. Hmm. No, I love that man. I love that man. Power. Uh, we actually did an episode for our listeners. If you um haven't followed all of our episodes or even forgotten, um, episode thirty five, which is called the Power of Reading. Um, and we've done a part two, episode 36, Power of Reading part two. Do check that out. Um, one of our most popular episodes, actually, where me and Jax take a deep dive into our top favorite books um, and recommended a few as well. Some people have given us feedback on them as well. So definitely do check that out, actually. We take a deep dive just into how much, how beneficial it is to keep learning um, through reading as well. Um, obviously, here, it's not just about um, books. Um, there's many other things you can read, articles, all of that stuff as well. But yeah, definitely one we um, adhere to as well. Now, Jax, before we wrap up, we have got um, uh, almost a bonus uh, quote or saying of Charlie Manga, which <laughs> we're, 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 we're fans of as well. But yeah. Jax, you want to take a, a little... Yeah. yeah. Well, well, first and foremost, I'm gonna have to paraphrase because. <laughs> <laughs> so he says, "Uh, the first 100k is a," and he uses the B word. Um, essentially, what he's saying is it's difficult. So he says, "The first 100k is a beep, but mm. you gotta do it." And he says, "I don't care what you have to do if it means walking everywhere, uh, and not eating anything that wasn't purchased with a coupon." find a way to get your hands on 100k and after that you can ease off the game just a little bit right 
and very charlie like that's outrageous right <laughs> and it's the way he says it as if it's just as easy as going yeah. to the shop and buying a pint of milk or something <laughs> <laughs> so so it's, it's outrageous and it's uh I, when i first came across the statement in my early 20s it, it seemed unrealistic mm. um you know hmm. uh, and for many people you know getting your hands a hundred thousand pounds or dollars is is it's just something that you've never actually seen anyone in your family do, for example. Mm. So it is outrageous. But I think what I took from the quote was get your hands on some capital, right? And when he talks about that 100K, it's not about just having 100K and then spending it. It's about get your hands on some capital and then use that capital to grow something, right? And I think, of course, 100K is a good number because a lot of statistical studies have shown that once you get to that rate, you know, that amount, 100,000, the compounding effect of growing a portfolio takes, you know, takes off. So an example is, um, you know, you, you would definitely struggle to save 100,000. That's, that's, it's not easy, right? You, of course, if you're a very high earner, it might be easier, but it's very, very hard. Even if it's just through an investment portfolio, it's very hard to get to that 100K. It may take you 10 years, 20 years, right? But the thing is, even if it takes you 20 years to get to that first 100K, the chances are it's going to take you half the time to get to 200K. Mm. And the reason behind that is the power of compounding. Hmm. Because even if you just get a 10% return on the 100K, that's now 10,000 pounds or dollars, Right. So what he's saying is, yes, it's hard, but if you can, you know, sacrifice and if you can delay gratification and if you can get your hand on this baseline amount, then compounding actually then does the heavy lifting for you. Right. And then that's why he said you can actually ease off a bit. So I, I understand it. And I think it's a very powerful statement. And it's something that I really uh, try to do. Um, and it was something that I actually managed to achieve by the age of 30 um it's something that i was aggressively trying to achieve and i did make some sacrifices like moving back to my parents house and, and that kind of stuff and i see the benefit it was the reason why i was able to get married buy a house um and do certain things you know all within a year mm. <laughs> right because i had that base amount um but of course once you spend that much money you have to find a way to build it back up <laughs> so yeah Pia, I, I, I don't think you have to you know be as extreme as what he's saying mm-hmm. um but i do think it is necessary as long as as long as the whole building wealth thing is a thing for you if, if, if you're trying to actually build wealth and you prioritize it and you want to be wealthy or rich one day and that's a priority for you then you do have to find a way to to delay gratification to sacrifice some things and to uh get your hands on that 100k and you can do that by following concepts like paying yourself first um cutting costs on things that you don't really value but it's hard it's, it's hard pr but you have you have to try and charlie Munger did say that first 100k is the hardest but everything just starts to build up and build up now jacks you're you're so right for someone that might not this might be completely alien to um this could sound like an almost impossible task 
um, our encouragement is that it is most certainly not an impossible task oh, yeah. and is more than achievable. Um, obviously, everyone has their different circumstances, but is definitely not impossible. And just to even further encouragement for our listeners who've not heard the episode yet, um, check out episode 66. And this is called The Power of Compound Interest, a live demo where me and Jax play around with um what is known as a compound interest calculator and it allows you to put in some numbers manipulate them play around and say what if i invested a hundred pounds uh every month um earning an uh, a rate of i don't know five percent um interest rate etc cetera, etc cetera. this is how much i will earn in 10 years or 15 years and you can manipulate and just as an example i've just played around with some quick numbers here jacks i've got um i've just put in 20 years let's say we've got a listener who's 20 years old and wants to have that 100k by the time they're 40 um uh, if you are having that account that you can put money into earning five percent interest after 20 years, if you put £250 a month, you will end up with just over £103,000. Um, for some people, 250 is a lot. For some people, 250 is nothing. Um, and this is without an initial investment or initial lump sum or anything like that. So definitely do have a jump on that calculator just to play around um, with some numbers. And hopefully you can see just how realistic getting that 100 k is over x amount of time yeah yeah and the thing is with uh, the calculation is you know what you've the example you've just given is 250 pounds or dollars uh once you actually get to that 100k you don't necessarily need to put that much in um mm. you can actually reduce the the amount um because then uh the compounding element the interest element actually does the heavy lifting for you mm. more so than what you're actually putting in when you first try to build a portfolio in a very early stages the way you grow your portfolio is mainly by your own contributions, mm. your savings rate. But as you get to the, the 100K, it then becomes the compounding element. The interest is then becomes more aggressive in, in growing a portfolio for you. Yeah, absolutely. In that example that I gave where, you know, the individuals uh, putting in 250,000 and the money grows up to over 150, uh, 103,000, um, it says that the individual actually made only... 60,000 pounds in deposits the rest which is 43,000 pounds is interest earned which is amazing exactly exactly love it love it love it but no man that's definitely one of our favorites one we believe in as well especially for our dividend investors as well <laughs> shout out to our dividend investors as well but no man jacks man we yeah definitely want to spend some time we couldn't ignore this one this was a big bit of news as well obviously as i said not surprising but a big bit of news as well um one of the pioneers when it comes to this in, in investing stuff as well so um yeah we just wanted to touch base on that but any final thoughts or comments before i let you go bro yeah, I mean, first and foremost, uh, rest in peace, Chalamanga. Um, you know, I'm glad that he has taught me quite a bit. Um, I, I did love the way he carried himself. Uh, <laughs> very straight to the point, uh, doesn't mm. sugarcoat things. And I, I tend to take towards those people because you know that they're genuine and uh, you know that whatever they're saying is is raw um, and you can take it and, and do what you want with it. So um, rest in peace. Um, learned a lot from him. And yeah, uh, I think for our listeners, if you want to know more about him, you can you can YouTube him, you can Google him, um, or you can even uh, read books about him. And I'm mm. sure you will learn something that you can use to live a fulfilled life or to build wealth long term. Hmm. Love it, love it, love it. But now it was definitely a pleasure to go back and forth with you on this one, Jax. Um, until the next time, and for our listeners, hopefully you enjoyed that. 
got something useful from that as well. Um, anything you heard of interest, keep the conversation going, as we always say, man. And remember all, stay woke.